Good evening, folks. It's another fine Thursday night with your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Will here with Jamal getting things going this week. It's just the two of us. We're going to come at you guns blazing because there's a lot happening as we're headed towards April, as we're headed towards a lot of big shows, lots of big events happening. We're going to get into all the topics this week. Thanks for joining us. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Ready to roll tonight, season two, episode eight here. Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on Big Gold Belt Media. Once again, it's your guy, Will, here with the giant crab, Jamal. The other guys are tonight between movie premieres and events happening all over the place. So it's a two-man power trip coming tonight to talk about all kinds of stuff because we are very close to a super card weekend happening and a rebirth of sorts that I think is going to be our first topic of the night because there's a super card happening, a super card of honor. But one of the biggest questions surrounding this entire thing is really just what on earth it is going to be when it happens in Texas. So ROH, it's rebirth. Supercard of Honor goes down. Is it on Saturday or is it Friday? I forget. Uh, it's Friday. The Friday night it goes down. Yes. That makes sense. I keep for, I keep forgetting Saturday, of course. People don't want to be going Saturday night because no. we night went to WrestleMania. So Friday night. So we're just over a week out from the return of Ring of Honor under the AEW umbrella, kind of, which is a whole story in and of itself because well i guess we have a a a sale in principle but a sale Mm -hmm. is not does not seem to have been completed in all appearances it would seem because i sure have not seen anything from uh the folks at sinclair saying that it's like done and off the books and off their hands or anything like that and that's kind of what i've been paying attention to is the sinclair say it so tony khan saying all kinds of things but sinclair has been a lot more quiet they're obviously all talking and it seems tony's been given the keys to handle supercard of honor but it doesn't seem like he's taken the car home put it in his garage yet so to speak but right. an, an, initial thoughts on i guess as we go into this what on earth are our expectations for supercard of honor next weekend on principle my expectations should be higher than they are because four months ago as we were turning into a new year uh, and we were you know getting the shovels out we're, we're loading the casket up with tapes and streamers and stuff and we're about to bury ROH and all of these things are happening we're hearing that you know the, some of the a lot of the guys a lot of talent you know are leaving and then uh, the words gets the word comes out that you know nobody's getting renewed. Uh, it, it feels like a fire sale because it was a fire sale. Yes. Now, if you had on your bingo card Tony Khan would own Ring of Honor some four months later, then you might be want, you might want to hit the lottery. Uh, go, go ahead and play it. Go ahead and play it. Put me down for uh, uh, you know a pick three. But the idea is now that we're here with Supercard of Honor. Your your question is, what's the expectation? My question is, what's the show? So I really question right there. You know, I really don't know what the show is. Will it be a kind of like a a eulogy or or a wake uh, for Ring of Honor as it celebrates, uh, you know, the the Ring of Honor that was? 
or will it be the first show of the new Ring of Honor? Will it be the all-in for Ring of Honor? So I want to say that my expectations are high because I do believe that this could be the all-in for Ring of Honor where it's like, nope, this is a new era. Uh, you know, it's a new franchise. We're just going to keep some of the banners from the old franchise and bring them into the new stadium. But this is a whole new deal. And that is something to get excited about. Well, we've only had four matches be announced, three of which were known because uh, they were, you know, those were the most likely of matches to happen before the uh, whole deal went down at New Year's. So now it's kind of like, I really hope that this isn't just like an elevation pay-per-view. You know, so, so my, my expectations are really all over the shop because I, I think I expect it to be a good show. I expect it to be, uh, you know, but will it look like AEW or will it look like Ring of Honor? Right. That's just it. Which, which yeah. will it look like? Is it is it the closing down shop of ROH to transfer right. into like AEW ROH? Or is this really just kind of we're putting the uh, we're closing the door on Ring of Honor tonight as you know it. And that's going to be the focus of the show. What we know right. so far, the four matches that you mentioned, we knew from the beginning you had they had the disputed world title deal between former yeah. champion Bandito and Jonathan Gresham, who won the title on the final show that they ran back in a December at final battle. Yes, so they're going to have Lethal. right. So they're going to have the re- resolution of that for John Gresham versus Bandito, I guess, to crown the undisputed Ring of Honor champion or possibly the final Ring of Honor champion. Mm-hmm. However, you might want to view that the uh, ROH World Tag Titles will be on the line as the Briscoes and FTR will finally happen after mm-hmm. heck they set up that at final battle. <laughs> way back in December and then it kind of disappeared and never right. went anywhere and just what maybe in the last week they finally pulled the trigger oh on yeah that they were there. actually at the pay-per-view yeah remember they yeah. did that yeah, yeah, yeah they, yeah, they, they, they did, totally ran in they did the angle and then nothing happened it right. just was like forgotten about <laughs> and people right. assumed it was uh that Tony Khan or the TNT folks were like uh there ain't gonna be no briscoes here so who knows but it will happen next Friday at Supercard of Honor. And then the other two random matches that have been thrown out there is uh, Alex Zane versus Swerve Strickland and Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty, which are right. more so like AEW versus ROH matchups in a way. And that's where it's weird. That's all we know. That's so it. that's, all, that's yeah. all we got for right now. And we're a week away, and all Tony has said so far, he made an announcement on the 22nd saying, I promise to work hard to make ROH Supercard a great pay-per-view and a show to carry on the incredible 20-year legacy of Ring of Honor. I'll continue to make announcements on the card. I might even have a trick up my sleeve, which I wouldn't announce. So keep stay tuned. There's more to come. But again, it goes back to what exactly are we getting we got a world title match we got a world tag title match coming out of this do mm-hmm. these matches even mean anything are they just well they kinda... have a women's match because their yeah. champion isn't they don't have a women's champion right now she left right uh what's going to happen with the six-man championship you know uh there are new japan stars in the country Will any of them show up? Because they obviously Ring of Honor did have a relationship with New Japan. Uh, and then, of course, the, the big elephant in the room is this is rest- happening during WrestleMania weekend. It is happening just outside of the WrestleMania city. Um, you know, there's a lot of talent in town. What does that look like for for Khan? And is he able to pull some strings to get some talent in town that may or may not have a relationship with the old Ring of Honor? Hmm. And then, of course, the biggest elephant in the smallest room is now what? So you have the show, whatever it is, it is. Does this is this it or is this the start of a monthly pay-per-view cycle like like TNA used to do with these uh, pay-per-view specials? Is this a start of a weekly YouTube series? Like what does the foundation of the company look like after the show ends? Because if you want to have your great send off for Ring of Honor, well, we did that back in December in, in Baltimore. I don't know what doing that again helps the legacy of Ring of Honor, if that's what the intent is. Yeah. So 
my guess, my educated guess would be that this is set up, this is going to be like all in, um, where it's Ring of Honor. It may not be the Ring of Honor you know, but hopefully it's the Ring of Honor you like. Now, the real question is, how does that differentiate from AEW? Now, we, we know how AEW differentiates itself from WWE. They do some things similarly. They do a lot of things differently. But Ring of Honor ain't any of those. So if you want people to buy into Ring of Honor as a separate promotion, because, again, for the record, this company is not owned by AEW. It is owned by a soon-to-be-named company that is spearheaded by Khan. So he went outside of AEW to make this purchase himself, and whatever his team does to run the company, that is what it is. So it's AEW adjacent, but it's not necessarily an AEW property. With that said, how does it differentiate itself from AEW? What do they need to do going forward to do that? But then again, of course, what does the show look like? Does he use his production, AEW production values to bring it to the show? Or does he come up with a totally different setup for Ring of Honor? Yeah, and especially, really consi- especially considering they're running against Rampage that night. They so it's like he's, he's running against his own product. So clearly he's going to have his production people at Rampage. And somehow, who knows who's working the ROA show Rampage as far as like... Yeah, that's that's true too. That's true too. But I think my understanding, I'm pretty sure Rampage that night is is uh is going to be new because I think there was he had to specifically talk to the folks at TNT about the idea that he would be splitting his time between these two events. I'm pretty sure. I could, I guess we can, we can confirm that during the course of the show here. But either mm-hmm. way, it's. They're had they're had they're airing against each other. I guess is the, is the, is the main thing as far as like you know since Supercard of Honor is definitely a live event. That part there's there's no doubt yes, about definitely that, that aspect um, of it. According to AEW ticks, uh, Rampage uh, Dynamite will emanate from Columbia, South Carolina, uh, you know, the Colonial Life Arena, and it looks like a dual show with Dynamite and Rampage. So uh, the least okay. we to believe the Rampage is taped. Okay. Okay. So there's, it's airing against it, but it's not a live. It, broadcast. it is. It is airing against it, but it's not a live broadcast from anywhere. Um, so it. with Rampage taped, uh, it's nothing for them to scoot on over to Dallas to to get the show done. But who makes that trip? Right. Especially with especially being, I mean, he just took this over not even a month ago. So it's like you probably got production people that are booked on other events because this was nowhere near on their calendar as far as like right. they need to be in Boston the next week for um, for Dynamite. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. He took this over so recently that it couldn't have been in the cards for a lot of people to be like, oh, hey, this Friday night, suddenly I'm expected to be in Texas to Mm -hmm. run this pay-per-view for a a sub brand that is doing a a who knows what that we don't know what's going to be going forward. It keeps coming back to me. What I keep wondering about is, okay. ROH had this show already booked before the the sale and the talk of all that happened. So clearly I think the idea on their end is look, we already had started selling tickets to this. We need to honor it. Let's just get the show done because otherwise they'd have to refund everybody that already bought tickets and stuff to this thing. And hell, he'd already booked the arena and all that. Mm -hmm. So that much was over. Those wheels were already in motion. So my guess is they're like, look, let's do the show. Then we go from there. I think the big biggest issue probably is I don't see a way this soon that they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, the next week there's going to be an ROH TV show. It's like, no, I, I if there was, I think we'd have to already know about that at this point in one form or another. So I think the big problem becomes it's almost like when uh, hell it's the same time of year when WWE took over WCW and WCW ended in March right around WrestleMania the week before, mm-hmm. but nothing happened with that brand until June, just because logistically it's like, you can't just make a TV show appear out of thin air right? and like, get a taping schedule going, get a roster together. That's, hell, they don't even have a roster unless he can, you know, work out sending yeah. people over from AEW. Hell, even when WWE bought WCW, they got like 24 wrestlers in the deal. So like they had a roster. It may not yeah. have been names, but they had people that were yeah. WCW contracted wrestlers. This is just, you have a brand 
hand, you have this stuff, you have these titles, but you don't. What of substance do you, you do you have? I mean, I'm guess I'm assuming folks like the Briscoes and John Gresham and all them. It's like a one night deal, unless we suddenly hear, oh, they're signing contracts for these right. guys. So, so here's the deal, um, and I'm looking at the Ring of Honor website right now, which hasn't changed too much. Uh, it does say that you know we talked about the four matches, um, but it looks like Ninja Mac will be at Supercard of Honor, and it looks like oh, Joe yeah. Hendry will be at Supercard of Honor. Uh, in some capacity, uh, they're not facing each other as of right now, but the bottom line is is that they're going to be there too. So the question to you is, how many matches do they run? They already have four. I think in, in, in a normal two-hour show, you get in six. Mm-hmm. In a normal pay-per-view, you can do eight to ten. Uh, do, are, do we think that this is going to be like a four-hour, uh, the four-hour long event? Uh, you know, normal, typical AEW pay-per-view where it starts at eight and ends at eleven forty-five because you know, yeah, they, they, that's just what they do. Or are are they going? To, are they playing it safe? and give you the less is more type of approach where we only have six matches, but they're all going 25 minutes. Right. Yeah. I mean, my initial thought would be to be a week out and only know about these four matches. I, it gives me the feeling that they're just trying to get through the show, that they're mm. just trying to get, get mm. this show done and do what they can. So unless suddenly we start hearing about, oh, here's three more matches that have been announced or we got all these people in town that we can do something with. And we came up with this plan. At this point, I get the vibe that it might be six, seven matches, maybe a battle royal thrown on there or something and that's going to be it. it's just gonna be the idea of like let's get through the night let's get it done and then we go from there because mm. otherwise i mean wh- i mean what would be the point of throwing a whole lot at the wall here when from all accounts we can see so far you can't really follow it up with anything at least not that i can see right, right. away unless uh, of course unless there's some big surprise coming that we don't know about but it sure doesn't seem like there's going to be a way to immediately follow this up with something from what right. i'm seeing. because because you know let, let's not forget that uh, you know the, the talent you know most of the talent are assigned places jay right. lethal ain't going back to ring of honor he has an aw contract and people that were a part of the show a lot of them went to impact uh, some of them, uh, some others are doing other things. So I don't think that this is going to be a, a mishmash of former Ring of Honor talent trying to just restart that same engine. I think it's going to be a new engine under this Ring of Honor brand. Now, the question to you is, um, will this become the NXT for AEW as like a developmental uh, type of a deal? Um, or do you think that this is going to be just another third brand that fits into the wrestling landscape somehow? Yeah, I I think on paper and in theory, it's very easy to say from the jump. Oh, this can be an AEW's version of NXT. Right. This can be AEW's developmental program. I think it's very easy to say that, but in practice, it's not necessarily that simple of an equation, I think. Especially right. when we go back to, like you've been saying, Tony Khan specifically has bought ROH. AEW is owned by his family, and it's like a whole separate conglomerate. Yeah, true, true media, or uh, AEW LLC, I think, is the actual corporation yeah. that owns AEW because they own other yeah. things, including the merch and stuff like that. Right. The The difference, of course, with a WWE NXT deal is in the end, it's all WWE. Right. NXT is a clear subsidiary underneath it in the end your contract says wwe on it it does not say nxt the check comes from wwe in this case though from what we're seeing on paper it would seem roh is going to be a whole separate deal so that that's where it gets hairy where it's like how like you were saying at the beginning it's like how does he is he necessarily in a position where tony can be like you know turn to someone like like say uh billy gunn or something like hey we need some star power on this show i expect you in uh texas on uh friday night just to go down there and do some crotch chops or something just to throw some star power on here and it'd be like um i'm an aw i got an indie date booked because i didn't think i was working that night and Not even that my AW, my aw contract a lot allows that you know yeah, yeah i'm off 
you know, uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, I, I just got home from uh, Dynamite, the previous Dynamite in South Carolina. Uh, right. Now you're telling me that I need to go work Dallas and then be in Boston on Tuesday? Like, no, I'm, I'm going home. Yeah, it's going to um, be this ex- expectation that, you know, well, you're an, you're one of our AEW guys. You're going to be expected to, you know, be a team player and pick up this slack. And, you know, that I don't think there's necessarily well, well, true. You can't just assume people are going to do that. I think well, it's true. But, but the idea of being a team player, the team still plays within the same company. Right. That That's the thing. It's, I can't stress this enough for people that don't understand. This is not owned by AEW. So if you're working both shows, you're getting two checks. That's the way it seems to me. Now, it's 30 bucks on fight. Now, an AEW show is 50 bucks. Um, This one's 30 bucks on fight. Now, even though 30 is like kind of what a pay-per-view really should be, um, largely because it's just so devalued by the network, uh, WWE network model. Um, It's devalued by the Internet itself. You know, if you want to look for a stream, not saying that you can't find one if you look hard enough. Um, (laughs) If you want to do a VPN thing, I'm not saying that you can't do that if you want to make that work. But 30 bucks is a good like middle ground for me. Do you think that that's enough? Um, That's a fair price for an unproven. We don't really know what we're going to see. Ring of Honor show. Yeah, I get the feeling probably their hands are tied there. I want to say I think the ROH shows before this tended to be thirty four ninety five, maybe even thirty nine. But they were definitely I thought they were closer to forty. Something. Yeah, I thought yeah, they were closer to yeah, forty. It might have been thirty nine ninety five or something like yeah. that. But for some reason, thirty four ninety five jumps out at me. So this is less than they have been usually. And Lord knows, assuming hey, that you're not you're looking, paying one hundred fifty bucks a year for Honor Club. Exactly. And I was also going to say, also considering given the weekend this is on, if you're not paying like $150 for all the Joey Janela spring breaks and all the IWTV shows and fight TV and Russell cons and Lord knows there's, there's a full menu of shows next weekend that you can stream from all kinds of places. So the 30 bucks for this doesn't bother me because I think it's a little less than normal. There's definitely a curiosity factor with this show, which is what it's going to be. But by the same token, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure how much interest there is to actually plunk down the money to do it. And in the end, there's also probably a very real chance that people might walk walk away from this thing and just be kind of like let down by it. Because who knows what kind of expectations people are creating well, in their head well, that's, for what's going to happen asked, on this show. That's kind of why I asked the question, because yeah. for 30 bucks, considering what the alternatives are and the alternatives are the entire indie you know, world, uh, you know, broadcasted on fight WrestleCon, right. IWTV. Okay. So there's that. Well, SmackDown is on normally at eight. Okay. Well, that's runs through, through the pay-per-view uh, rampage is on normally at 10 that runs through the pay-per-view. So even if you don't want to commit to the indie stuff, which is at a cost and you don't want to commit to ring of honor, which is at a cost, you still have your normal Friday night show. And whatever, and the Hall of Fame, and the Hall of Fame is at ten o'clock. Yeah, and the Hall of Fame, and uh, what the hell is that thing called? Um, New Japan Strong. Right. So it's not like the normal stuff, and then on top of that, you have the indie stuff, and then on top of that, do you spend? That's that's why it's like, do you spend thirty bucks on Ring of Honor? That's a hell of an investment, considering what you know that you could get from somewhere else. Because the weekly shows, if you like them, you're going to watch them anyway. The indie shows, well, it's WrestleMania week, so you have forty hours straight of wrestling. And then, aside from all of that, in its own little pocket, in its own little section of the Metroplex in in Dallas, you have a $30 Ring of Honor show. Based on what we know now, I don't know if that justifies the cost. Because really no four matches and Joe Henry. Yeah. (laughs) I would say... Tony's making had that little line in there about something up his sleeve. If he really wants to get some interest in this, he's going to have to drop some kind of something probably next week on Dynamite. Something to get folks' attention. Some little tip of the cap of some sort. Well, here's I think the thing. to get the spark something. If you're TNT, do you allow your actual competition to advertise yeah. during not a commercial, during the show itself? That's hey, true. Come watch Ring. Come watch Ring of Honor this weekend. 
during Rampage. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I, true. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if, if I'm TNT. I don't know if I do that. Oh hell no! Um, if I'm TNT, absolutely not. That that's a yeah. very good point. That's a very good right. point. So, so it, it, it just seems to be like, you know, just, it's a minefield uh, of intrigue for Ring of Honor. But at the, because it's this weekend, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how invested I could be not knowing what it is. And obviously the circumstances you know, are what they are and they play out the way they, they played out. But it's just kind of like, hmm, it will be. It will be the 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 damnedest thing, uh, you know, if the close happens. So, last question about this, and then I guess we can go to break. Um, big surprises, big picture thinking. What would right. Tony Khan have to pull from under his sleeve to get you to drop literally all of the weekends <laughs> of of indie wrestling? Because that Friday night block is is the key block. Right. You know, there's some stuff happening during the day, but I'm at work during the day. But that Friday night. Because you can always watch okay, SmackDown is whatever. WrestleMania is two nights. But that Friday night primetime block, what would it take for you to say no to literally everything else and watch Ring of Honor for 30 bucks? Probably what it would take for me. I heard there was a lot of people I heard today kicking around that when they heard on Dynamite that CM Punk was going for the title, that he specifically never said what title. And so people were theorizing, oh, it's a it's a twist. He's going to show up at the ROH show and that's the title he's going for. That don't do it for me. That may do it for some other people. My hope would be now. If you want to get Gresham's my attention, busy that night. So what would see? Yeah. What, what would Punk be doing? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Just, you know, people okay. are getting all kinds of crazy ideas. Challenges the winner after the match, and they immediately have the match right there on the spot or something after Bandito and Gresham. You know, pe- people get all kinds of crazy sure. ideas. Sure. If you're wanting to do something like that, Punk don't do it for me. But if you want to do something where Brian Danielson is the guy that does that move and becomes like the final ROH champion or the bridge of ROH into this new era with AEW, Brian Danielson would get my attention. But I, other than that, that FTR and Briscoe's match does intrigue me. But the biggest issue I kind of have with it that's kind of hanging in the back of my head is like, I think it'll be a really fun match. I'm really curious to see it. But I just assume also at the same time that it's like we're moving the titles to FTR and the Briscoes are being shown the door. So it feels kind of like a foregone conclusion. So but the match itself. I'm curious about 30 um, bucks. Curious. Eh, I'm going to see you next week. I don't know. So yeah. in hindsight, uh, if we, since we knew that we were getting FTR versus the Briscoes, uh, I would have liked to have seen that match, you know, probably cemented. And even if it, that never airs in AEW, uh, would like to have seen that go like, Hey, you got three months, get it together. I will see you April 1st. Um, so versus like, well, the Briscoe calling him out for two two months and then FTR responding and then the whole thing and now we have the match. Uh, I'm kind of over it. Like for me, that peaked in February um, when they were both, you know, jabbering at each other. And now we're here, but it's kind of like it's past the shelf life. I would have a different opinion of it if I knew that that was something coming because that would be something that I would know to look forward to instead of just Gresham and Bandito. Um, as far as a person that would like get me to pay attention to Ring of Honor over everything else, it would have to be somebody like Nigel McGinnis. Actually, mm, throw I, know, I, I know that Nigel is uh, doing things in WWE, so I know that's not going to happen. But who haven't we heard from in a long time? Claudio Castagnoli. Oh, Mr. Free Agent. I'm not saying right. And he's not just waiting out his non-compete. He's gone. Free and clear. Expired. Free and clear. We haven't heard a peep from him. And I'm not saying that he needs to show up anywhere. But if he had to show up somewhere, that would be a that would be a match of interest that I would want to see come back. And then, you know, obviously there's going to be guys like Joe, uh, Shane Taylor Promotions would love to see them, uh, you know, AEW or Jason. You know, that that's a thing. And, and there's a lot of implications there. But I, the, I think job one, build the roster. Who am I looking forward to next time? Job two, sign Claudio Castagnoli. Yes, I don't know how many yes. years he has left, 
But he's definitely going to go on a Daniel Bryan run. Uh, listen, I don't have that much time left, but what I am going to do in the time that I have left is put on career-defining matches. And if you like what you saw in WWE, which was fine for WWE, I encourage you to go back to his Ring of Honor stuff and his pre-Ring of Honor stuff to see what he was really about. And granted, that was 20 years ago. And, you know, he's definitely a step slower, definitely a lot balder. He didn't have he doesn't have that ponytail anymore. But <laughs> I think while we can put him on the on the platform that people wanted him to be on in WWE, would like to see it happen in Ring of Honor that if he comes out, I'm interested now. That's so. a good one. And like you said, Claudio has been very quiet for the last very month. Quiet. Very quiet, and maybe there's a reason for that. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Seven days, maybe we get a surprise like that. That would get my attention for sure. All right, folks, yeah. we're going to commercial. We will be back in a moment. We'll start talking about some uh, indie spotlight wrestlers and character on social media and all kinds of other stuff. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, and we will be back right after this. Big Gold Belt Media is your golden standard for all of your media needs. Visit BigGoldBelt.com for pro wrestling info, movies, comics, and even more digital content. On all of your social medias, follow us at Big Gold Belt all across the board. Listen to this show and more on your SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, we are back at it. First half of the show in the bag, rolling into the second half. And you know what that means. It is time for the ever popular Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast news section, our indie spotlight and all that good stuff with the giant crab. Take it away. Good, sir. Yep. So this indie spotlight this week is from Battleground Championship Wrestling. Uh, they're doing a show up in Philly at the you know ECW Arena. Uh, you know you you know it, you love it. You it's you know venerable place in South Philly. Uh, twenty three hundred Arena is what it's called now because it's at twenty three hundred South Swanson Street in Philadelphia. Uh, interesting matches. Uh, Atsushi Onita, one of my all time favorites, versus Bully Ray. Brian Cage versus uh, Buddy Matthews. That's a match that should be on TV. Uh, Casey Navarro versus Tony Nese. That's a match that should be on TV. Uh, Lady Frost versus Mariah May. Uh, and a couple other matches that are interesting, but the bottom line is it's battlegroundcw.com. Uh, go ahead and get your tickets. It's, it is this uh, coming weekend, uh, March 26th at 2300 Arena. That is a Saturday night, 630 bell time, 730 for the 630 door, 730 for the bell time. Uh, get your tickets at the box office down there in South Philly, or you can watch it on fight battlegroundcw.com. Awesome. Awesome. Lots of action happening up and down the East Coast. And heck, Onita's kind of making a making the East Coast kind of a regular stop almost this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of neat like that. Exactly, he was in Jersey before at that uh, baseball stadium, and he had the fireworks going off there, and yeah, showing up this weekend again in Philly. So it's becoming a regular thing. Mister Onita, never know where he's gonna show up in a uh, 2022 these days. Right, right. So you want to do some news? Yeah, sure. We can do some news here. All right, let's do some news. So. Uh, you know, the news, uh, the news that you can use is at the bottom of the screen. But uh, right now, let's talk a little bit about WWE. So they have trademarked something that was pretty interesting called WWE Grand Jury and W and the words Grand Jury itself. Now, the mark is for uh, a registration that is intended to cover the categories of entertainment services, namely wrestling exhibitions, performance by a personal wrestler, entertainer, render live through broadcast media, television, radio, and the Internet. 
What's interesting is that it says that it's provided on the website in the field of sports entertainment information, fan club services, namely organizing sporting events in the field of wrestling, fan club members. I don't know what WWE Grand Jury is. I don't know what it could be, but if it, it, I don't know if they're doing like a Taboo Tuesday type of a deal or if they're doing some kind of like um, like like uh, what's that thing that they had that the um the WWE the, the dome the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. I don't know if yes. that's like an actual like thing grand jury like you you know you are part of like a focus group that gets to vote on <laughs> WWE things. I, I don't know. It could be yeah, anything. maybe yeah. Because remember last week I read the trademark for the Smackadias, and then the next right. thing you know, uh, it comes it out those out quick. <laughs> yeah, you know, so they they are like oh. Smackdown quesadillas. Ah, I see what you did there. So that's the thing that they eventually were partnering with with their um, uh, out there in Dallas. I think there's it's a WrestleMania exclusive. Yes. You can go and get your Smackadillas um, from the venues in the building. So um, interesting, interesting bit of business there. I, I hope they release it soon. We'd love to know what WWE Grand Jury is. It really sounds like a bad pay-per-view, but it could really be another <laughs> club. Um, a slightly Barnum, better version of bragging rights, maybe. <laughs> right, right. Um, or maybe they just have, like, you know, matches, and then you have the um, the jury votes on them. Yeah or nay. There you go. Like the like old Roman Coliseum type of a deal. Um, Gabe Sapolsky, he tweeted and then deleted um, some tweets a couple days ago basically saying so if you guys are going to go more people are going to be watching ring of honor uh now than ever i'm sorry for just being me in 2002 (laughs) also sorry um that you're going to see that stuff unedited that's not me now it was me then because that's what the culture allowed so just saying in advance (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Yes. Um, Something to keep in mind, folks. I mean, that library does eventually end up wherever it does in whatever form. Those early years of Ring of Honor are very rough around the edges, production wise, commentary wise and everything wise. So just it's a product of its time. You cannot judge it by 2022 standards. And you will. 20 years old. Yeah, it, it is it is something. So just be prepared. Be prepared. Right. Um, be prepared to get on Twitter and bitch about it. So <laughs> WrestleCon. WrestleCon uh, is happening in Dallas this year, L.A. next year. And they tweeted out earlier today, crazy idea we had for years. We're finally going to test it out. Can We can create a great match on paper, but let's give the talent an extra incentive to bring their A-plus game and steal the show. Live fan vote. Now, this sounds like WWE Grand Jury. But a live fan vote would decide which match out of the eight gets an extra $5,000. Now... Five thousand dollars. I don't know how that's delineated. Is it does it go between all of the participants or just the team that wins? Um, you know, stuff like that. And also, more importantly, the match is booked. So, if everybody doesn't get the um, doesn't get the prize, then what's the point? Because like, I'd be mad right. as hell if we won, but we were booked to lose because of the event. And then they get five thousand dollars. Yeah, that you would, would think it's it's got to be kind of a, per, a performance bonus with the idea that it's for everyone involved in the match. I would yeah, think I hope, it's more I, like I really a, hope that that's the case. I would look at it more like a figure skating deal, where it's like the whole the performance as a whole is what's being judged. But then right. again, who knows? And then that goes back to you're leaving it to the fans. So how do you do this? Is it like who, whichever match gets the longest? This is awesome, chant. That's your winner, or something like that. Right. Or like, but, and here's the thing: because it's with fans, uh, it's a popularity contest. So I'm going to read yeah. some names or some some matches that are on the card. You have Mia Yim versus Athena, Tomohiro Ishii versus uh, Timothy Thatcher, Bandito versus Mike Bailey, the Briscoes versus the Rottweilers, Yo- Loki and Homicide, Minoru Suzuki versus uh, Biff Busick, um, and then you have Onita, thank God, uh, Gresham, Rock and Roll Express, Michael Oku, Black Taurus, and PCO all on the show. Now, 
that popularity contest by itself is going to be pretty neck and neck. It's just the show, the card sounds like a great idea. But do you vote for who's the best or do you vote for your favorite? And and if anything right. you learned about being a wrestling fan, tribalism is real. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see who takes away um, that bounty for $5,000. And more importantly, as a fan, it kind of makes me want to watch that show. Knowing that there's 5K on the line, not that that's a hell of a lot of money, but it is kind of like... What would the fans vote for? You know, what would they vote yeah. for their hearts or vote for their vote for their brains? So yeah. that's a part of WrestleCon. Um, and it's the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. I'm not sure what time it is. And next week, uh, the entire news segment is going to be dedicated to all of the events uh, for WrestleMania weekend. Um, so if you're not sure, if you're in Dallas and you're not sure which one to go to, I got you. Uh, stay tuned next week. Um, Gable, Gable, Gable Stevens, Stevenson. Uh, he needs to talk with Chad Gable about what his name is going to be in WWE. Um, he's done with uh, college. He's graduated. Good for him. Anybody says on uh, Chad Gable and his name, we're going to have to talk with him. I mean, I don't know when I'm going to talk to him. It could be WrestleMania. It could be somewhere else. I'm just not sure. But you can't have two Gables. So right now, not sure what we're going to do, but there might be a little switch. Don't know. Love Chad, too. He's a cool dude. So um, I don't think uh, Stevenson knows what this is going to be, but he's about to lose one of those names sooner than later anyway. So, (laughs) you know, uh, I, I really... That's going to be an interesting thing to see, you know, how that works out. Um, and then it'll be interesting thing to see if he, you know, when he um, debuts, which is supposed to be in the middle of April. Um, so he says in a recent interview, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of honor next Friday. We'll, you know, hopefully have a little bit more of an update on what that show is. Um, you know, it's the the four matches um, so far that have been announced: uh, Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty, Alexander versus uh, Swerve Strickland. Uh, their tag team mat titles are on the line: Briscoes versus FTR, uh, and the Ring of Honor World Championship: uh, Gresham versus Bandito. Uh, now that's the news for this week. But the question to you, Will, is real quick: If FTR wins, do they show up with two belts from Dynamite? <laughs> <laughs> they probably will. I would think they absolutely will. They're already carrying those uh, AAA tag titles. So right, right. the outside, the AEW, you know, proper belts are clearly recognized. So if they can have the AAA tag titles on there, I am sure they can have the ROH belts. I think that would be, it would make perfect sense in my mind. That's exactly what I would expect. Yeah. So all that's going down next week. And, and oddly enough, Battle of the Belts will happen two weeks after at the Carter's Caldwell Center in beautiful Garland, Texas, uh, two weeks after Ring of Honor is going to be there for Honor Club on pay-per-view and uh, and, and Honor Club itself. It's Supercard of Honor is the name of the show. So, interesting uh, times for Ring of Honor. We're big fans because, you know, they grew up in this area in Philadelphia and Baltimore, but really, really interested to see how that goes down. So that's the news for this week. There we go. Fun times, fun times. Next week's going to be busy, folks. We're going to have to run down a lot of stuff in the halftime segment because there's so many matches happening, so many things happening. And among those things, today was an interesting day. And it kind of brought up a topic that's been talked about before, but it goes back to the whole idea of social media, what wrestling is in this day and age, and if kayfabe still exists, and how can wrestlers present themselves in the social media era? Where is the line drawn? Can you be your character? Do you have to be yourself on social media? How can you promote yourself without rubbing people the wrong way? And it's an interesting topic. Jade Cargill had a bit of a morning on social media. So how to break this down here. So what happened is someone posted. uh, Of course, we talked last week about WWE 2K coming out the new version of the game and someone had put up a little tutorial video of making jade cargill and how to do some effects on her face and all this and you know just showing how to use the creation engine because it's so damn detailed with this game and the, the level of graphics on it now and they put this up and they did not tag her in it surprisingly so the video's up it's just tagged wwe 2k but they did not like tag her or anything about it but somehow 
she saw it and she replied to it this morning it's just simply saying my hair does not look like that <laughs> and fair enough for whatever for whatever yeah for whatever reason yeah. you know what one sentence she did not okay. quote tweet yeah, and she did not quote tweet them she just replied to them that's all she mm-hmm. did there was not a it's not like she put them on blast and was like you know i'm gonna put it out there throw you to the lions she just did that and the amount of people that jumped all over this and found this unacceptable and thought of it as ungrateful and thought of it as something to take issue with is wild considering i mean she, we know the character she plays online she, she's made it very clear the tbs title is the that bitch show championship you know mm-hmm. it's it, we know what her character is. She leans into it online. It, it's the attitude is there and all that. Plenty of other characters. Heck, in AEW just by itself, we know MJF's made a damn career out of this. We're just right. roasting people online. Plenty right. of people have done it. This is this is nothing new. But for whatever reason, this was taken as this isn't cool. It's not OK. You should just be grateful. They made you in the game and all this. They're an artist. It's like, first of all, this ain't someone like who worked on the game. It's just some fan that's playing around in the creation suite and put this mm-hmm. video up. So it's not the developer. It's not like the AEW game or something like that. But all these people jumped all over her for it to the point that she had to reply and say, you know, Twitter is so damn soft these days. You guys can throw a whole damn table at me. But soon as I say something in character, you fucking get so damn soft and hurt. I fucking replied for it to get more traction. If you don't understand character work, then you are not my fan. End right. quote. So strong words from Jade Cargill. But I don't blame her. It's like it feels like there is like this razor thin line that especially her, but many, I think a lot of our characters like have to walk. Lord knows we've seen her with Brandy. We've seen yeah. it with her plenty of times. And right. it's just, there's like this razor thin line where it's like, you, you can't do that. That's not okay. And, but other people, it's perfectly acceptable, perfectly. All right. But it brings up the whole question again of just, is there a way to be in character or in gimmick online in this mm-hmm. day and age without people getting, you know, all worked up over it and like calling for your head over something as dumb as like a video game that you commented on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the interesting thing is not necessarily what was said, um, but the fact that people had, you know, have the need to criticize another thing that, um, that Jade is doing. And to be honest with you, it's been that way with her, specifically her, from the beginning. Well, she's too new. She's so green. Okay, well, she's definitely gotten better in 30 matches. Well, she's not championship material. Well, doing the wrestling work, as much as I love ring work, isn't 100% of the equation of what wrestlers is. Um, and I'll, you know, on the other side of that, I'll get to what Jade said in a second about a different thing. Um, you are a brand ambassador. You are the face of a company. When they say, who is your champion? It's like being employee of the month. They put your picture up in the, in the front lobby and say, like, these are our guys. So, yeah, Jade has definitely earned that um, in her career so far and, and has done a hell of a job with it. But I just think that it's interesting that there are so many people out there and the common thread is that there are women that they're immediately talked down to or immediately chastised mm-hmm. or immediately criticized. That, and there's, But there's also no solution. That's the bullshit about it. Well, Jay did it wrong. Okay, well, what's the right answer? Well, just not that. I mean, it, it just doesn't <laughs> that ain't for make, her. <laughs> yeah, it just you know, it just doesn't make much sense. And also, if if the guy can put it out there, it's social media. You know, it is you are putting your work out there for public critique. Now, the only thing she said was my hair does not look like that. Fair, valid criticism. Okay, cool. And then you have, you know, 244 retweets, and then you have all of these people in her replies going, 
but he spent so much time and effort. You've never played the game before. You don't know what it's like to be on an Xbox controller searching for the right hairdo. And it's just like, that doesn't invalidate her opinion. She can still have it. You just don't have to agree with it. So I I just think that, yeah, I don't know how to do it, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know how Brandy, how, you know, Anna Jay, how Ty Conti, and we'll get to her in a second. Oh, yeah, geez. Um, uh, how Priscilla Kelly, uh, how so many women, more women than I that I'm going to that I'm going to remember, just deal with shoveling shit all day from people that will never understand. You know what yeah, it's like. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. So uh, good on Jade. And on the other side of that, in character, she says, "Hey, baddies." I, when I'm in the ring beating my opponent, and this is paraphrasing, I need something in, someone in the crowd to look at as beautiful as me to inspire me. So if you think you look good, post your picture and your city, and I got you when we come to AEW. Now, as the chauvinist pig that I am, Jade <laughs> is doing the Lord's work because Lord knows that they come out of the woodwork, and I appreciate it. But also, this is how you grow the brand. If women... You know, maybe obviously they know her, so they are responding to her. But there were a lot of other people that went, well, you're not talking to me, but you're talking to my friend. Hey, friend, you need to get up with this person that is looking for a girl like you to go to a wrestling show. That's how you grow the brand. That's what a champion does. That's what it means to be a champion. So with the whole thing about, you know, just people coming down on her for some, you know, having an opinion. on the flip side of that, she turns her character into another opportunity to grow the brand. And, and it's honestly genius um, because Lord knows Vegas is represented. Um, I'm proud to see DC represented, uh, Florida, Ontario, Canada, even Australia. The brand is growing because of things like this. And social media plays such a big part of it that this is how you do it effectively. So, uh, so, so good on her, man. You know, just like. You can people say things, and half the shit doesn't even need to be said. You know, just 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 keep it in your drafts. You don't need to tweet everything that comes to your mind. Yeah, it's. I, I think it gets really tricky with the idea of trying to be in character on social media. Because the expectation just seems to be for most people that that's not what you're doing, and so it's the real person doing the social media so that that people don't go into it. I think expecting that, I think the only way it could ever possibly work is if someone was so dedicated to that idea that they purposely only ever posted in character on that account. Like that's it. That's all they ever did. They'd either have to have separate accounts or just be like, you know, no, my social media account, is in character. It's an extension of my character and there'll be nothing else except that on here. And that's probably the only way you could make it work, but that's, that's not what people are looking for for social media. So it it creates a messy situation. That's for sure. It it does. And uh, you know, it is what you put out there. Um, And another example of that would be Sam Guevara and Ty Conti. Um, you know, they put out there, hey, respect our privacy at this time. Uh, you know, Sammy had a his girlfriend, um, his engagement in the ring. Uh, I think that was, you know, less than a year ago, but he had that thing happen. Yeah, it was only their months, months beforehand. Yeah, and then their relationship dissolved. Um, and then he's, you know, Sammy's publicly ridiculed for it. And then um, the, the new girl is Ty Conti, who's, you know, attractive. I mean, it would be a lie to say that she's not. Um, and that opens up a whole can of worms. And now, uh, because of the segment that happens on Dynamite, um, you know, Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky, they are parading around with the TNT title. And. You know, Sammy's like, hey, I'm coming to get that back because we need it. But, you know, I wouldn't hold that title too closely if you know what we really did with it. Um, And then, you know, Conti uh, posted um, a picture on Twitter of her and Sammy laying, presumably in the actual nude, uh, similar to Shawn Michaels, similar to Matt Hardy with their titles. 
Um, and they're just laying up together with the TNT titles strategically placed over a thing. So, you know, what's interesting, though, is that, you know, they say, hey, respect our privacy at this time. I'm not a homewrecker. I, you know, Sammy didn't upgrade. I'm just me. And then you have things like this where they keep peddling their personal lives and then say, mm-hmm. uh, in that situation, respect their privacy. It's hard to blur the line sometimes as a fan yes. because you're n- we're not really entirely sure. Is this what you want us to see? Is this part of the gimmick or right. not? So though there is that, it is kind of like, well, as a fan, at what point are you too invested? Uh, when the bell rings, that's the match. That's the, they're wrestlers. They're not anything other than wrestlers. So nothing else that they do outside of the bell ringing and the bell ringing to end the match really should matter. They're wrestlers. Not wrestlers and carpenters, not wrestlers and bus drivers. They are wrestlers. So the show isn't on tonight. Why are we talking about Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti <laughs> as if this should happen today? That shouldn't matter. But here we are. This is what people are talking about. People like Eddie Kingston, uh, because of the image of those who laid up nude with the belt, he tweets out um, last night. So championships that's supposed to represent a lost friend. As if to say that the TNT title is also known as the Brody Lee Memorial title and that that picture desecrates it. Now, that's an opinion. I I don't agree with it, but that's an opinion. Uh, The question is, number one, um, if you are, you know, Eddie Kingston and that is a thing, why not keep that energy in character and say like, hey, we now have beef because right. you have just disrespected, you know, my dear friend by, you know, putting this belt on your balls. You know, that's not what you do. So <laughs> with respect, I'm going to whoop your ass respectfully. Um, you know, that's a thing. Keep it within kayfabe. But then again, the lines are blurred because Kingston's actually talking about this and people are you know, giving their opinions about it. So it, it just comes down to, so where is that line? You know, should, did Sammy and Tay cross an actual line? Well, I say no, because there's precedent. You know, people that I've named before have done similar things like this. Uh, um, and then, well, shit, CM Punk won a belt, and then he put it in the refrigerator. Um, right. You know, like stuff like that. You know, we've, we've seen different things. But does this mean any differently because of what the belt supposed to represent. I didn't know it was the Brody Lee Memorial belt until Eddie Kingston suddenly said it was so. But then again, also remember that the belt that Brody had was retired and given to his son and they brought out a new belt. Right. So that's kind of the thing. Like, where, where do you think the line is? Do, do you think that there is that was too far um, from those two for a shitty wrestling angle with Dan Lambert um, and that Eddie Kingston is actually onto something? Or do you think that there is it's wrestling and you should just expect the unexpected? Right. Yeah. For me, the thing with the belt wasn't a big deal. I definitely did see a few people online today talking about, you know, it being offensive to the to the memory of Brody Lee. And that 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 I felt was a bit of a stretch, because like you said, they they made it clear that they retired the original belt. And what what are you going to say that in perpetuity now, the TNT title is forever has to be held in memory of of Brody Lee. It's like, come on, it's wrestling, but something bad's going to happen to the belt. People are going to steal it. People are going to do stuff to it. It's it is what well, it Jericho, is. So, at the Waffle House. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. come on, now. The, 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 it, things are going to happen. So that doesn't bother me so much. And that whole making it into an angle, or whatever that that's all fine and good. That whole, especially, come on, Dan Lambert's involved. It's like it, it's the most one of the most hokey characters in the company. So it that part, it is what it is. Now, where the lines get blurred for me and things get hairy is what you were talking about earlier. When you get to those situations where how that how that proposal happened in the show, how Sammy has this vlog that shows so much of his life and all that. And then when you tie that in to everything that happened with, with um, Tynara, and then suddenly it's like, look, now we want our privacy. 
Now we need our space. Now we need this. And it's like, it's hard to add when you're that public, when you're putting everything so out there, it's hard to eventually suddenly be like, you know, Oh, hold up. Now we're drawing the line. When you've put it out there, you've opened the door. You know, it, it's a Pandora's box situation. It's getting the, you know, you already put the tube, the toothpaste out of the tube. You can't scoop it back in after that. And that's where it gets difficult for people to be like, you've been putting all your stuff front and center. And now you're telling me, no, 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 don't talk about us. That's not okay. It's like, dude, you've been putting all your business out here front and center for ages. So it becomes a situation of, you know, you reap what you sow. That's where it gets hairy for me. The stuff with the belts, fine, whatever. That that part don't bother me. But that's, I think, a lesson that Sammy and Tynara and folks who are putting that much stuff out there on social media in this day and age, it's, I think it's a lesson you learn as you get older. That's like, you know, just where do you want that line drawn? How much privacy do you want? If you're putting all your business out there, you can't always suddenly just be like, oh, well, you know what? Now I'm, now I'm, now I want, now I want to log off. It's too much. Now, now I don't want people talking about me. Well, you put it all out there for people to talk about. What are you going to do? It's it's done. So tricky situation. But I mean, that's all social media yeah. in general, I would say. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess. But um, but I think obviously there's money to be made and that's what the business is. So they will go forward, uh, you know, lean into it one way or yep. another. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 